0: Maui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Verkhardt. Arms up, everybody. It is the solar coaster time.
1: Solar coaster episode 98. This is going to be a fun one, Jay. Just two away from 100. That's a uh, rare, rare little celebration in front of us. But uh, (laughs) they're they're, they're all fun. They're all fun. Come on. (laughs) It's good times, actually. Uh, Yeah. So uh, episode 98 here, we're going to be talking with uh, Vikram, the CEO of Energy Sage. I'm going to have a rough time pronouncing his last name. Uh, should I give it a try, Jay? Agarwal? Ag- Agarwal? Agar- Agarwal? Agarwal Agarwal. what I got. Okay, not, well, we're going to find out shortly. Sure, we'll find out. <laughs> that's find the first question to ask. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name? So, uh, yeah, Vikram's very uh, generous to come on and talk to us about this model that uh, that he has for helping homeowners across the country get access to solar in kind of a more seamless way. Uh, so Get
0: access, save some money is a big deal if yeah. you like to save money. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're actually working in Hawaii yet, but that's a... Big conversation big sure part it is. Of the conversation
1: right? sure is. Yeah. yeah so look forward to that um shall we jump into our, our housekeeping jay and uh, go right into our news and events yeah sound good as always okay folks this is the solar coaster we are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely maui county we can found fridays at 1 p.m on Ka'oi 11 10 a.m also some fm stations 96 7 fm central maui 965 fm west side 98 7 fm up country
0: www.solar-coaster.com is still on the internet. You can get uh, all our previous shows through the podcast tab. You can listen live right now if you're out of our broadcast area. But most importantly, uh, you can go scroll down a little bit on every single page. There's a little message box and you can submit your questions, comments, subscribe to our mailing list uh, to the show. So if you can't call in or you don't want to call in for whatever reason but you have a question about solar uh, go to the website fill in the box and get your uh, your message right to us we're also available on podcast networks itunes stitcher and tune in all carry the solar coaster and if you do all the the siri and alexa stuff uh, you can also ask them to play solar coaster podcast and we will come right up
1: Absolutely. We are uh, sponsored by uh, some great companies out there: Sundrum Solar, Pantech Design, and LG Chem. Uh, so we're going to get a chance to hear LG Chem's commercial shortly as well in this one. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, our call, this is a call-in show, folks. Our call-in line is 808-242-7800. If you'd like to call us, stump us, if you have some special questions or ideas, go for it. Give us a call and say hi. Uh, we'd love to hear from our uh, our listeners. So we jump over to our Pantech Design Minute.
0: Welcome to the Pantech Minute. Today's feature technology is the ADAPT-powered Crestron
1: control system. Imagine having not only complete control of your home systems on your mobile devices, but also having a trusted voice to make recommendations on steps you can take with your home energy system during inclement weather. Here's how it works. When a typhoon or other
0: weather event approaches, your ADAPT system will contact you through a preset mechanism that you select, like an email or text
1: you are then presented with options on how to proceed. If this is a serious storm approaching, like we saw here in Maui this last season, your priorities may change considerably at that moment. Knowing which steps to take, and more importantly, how to initiate them may not be top of mind for you. With Adapt-powered Crestron software looking out for you and your family, you can set your mind at ease. ADAPT will literally ask you, would you like to prepare for long-term grid outage and optimize your home systems across the board? Or is this a false alarm and make no changes to your system settings? Or would you like to take a moderate approach, curtailing some loads to have a little extra power on hand but leaving others unchanged? With the ADAPT
0: powered Crestron systems, you are in charge of your family's energy security. This has been the Pantech
1: Minute. Contact Pantech Design at PantechDesign.com to learn more today. All right, so there is the uh, Pantech design, and that was the uh, first minute from a while back. But it looks like we're able to listen to these amazing things, really get a sense for what these guys can do, uh, which is just pushing the limits of energy storage, Jay. Yeah, pushing the limits of energy
0: storage, but more to the point of, of integrating it with all these other other kind of internet things smart home
1: technologies we are very much living in the future <laughs> more and more of the opinion that we are there it does feel that way and it certainly didn't realize when we started the uh, radio show a couple of years ago that we were going to be talking about such a broad array of technology It was like oh we figured we'd talk about panels right, and inverters yeah, we'll talk about and solar maybe, maybe some we'll batteries. talk about the hot water panel <laughs> ooh yeah
0: no <laughs> completely it all, different
1: <laughs> it turned into all this amazing stuff i think it's time for our news and events Jay.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right off the bat, um, there's a new study uh, about fossil fuel generation. It's, it's specific to Australia, but I think this has worldwide implications. So um, the author of the report is um, the CSIRO and Australia uh, Energy Market Operators um, a Society, I guess. Um, but they it says right away, fossil fuel generation has no business case right? <laughs> at all. at all. And this plays back into what've been what I've been shouting for a while is that it, it really doesn't make sense to install new fossil fuel generation in 2018, 2019, 2020. I mean, just going, going forward that the, the costs per kilowatt hour, if you want to use that metric. So cost for energy, um, it, it
1: just doesn't compare. Yeah, and this was that discussion about when does it make sense to stop using, to so stop making new plants at what price, and when does it make sense to mm-hmm. retire existing ones because it's cheaper just to put in a new solar bus battery system and actually produce energy cheaper than, you know, continuing to use existing assets, right? So where, where right. are we? Somewhere in the middle of that range right now? Is that what this is saying? Uh, we're, we're, we, are, we are in the middle
0: of the range. I've been shouting from the rooftop since last year that, that solar and wind have kind of finally really eclipsed generating new plants. Like if you if you have this barren lot and you need to, gen, to create an energy generation facility, you would weigh the options. Are you going to build a coal plant? Are you going to build an LNG, natural gas plant? Are you going to build a diesel fuel plant? Are you going to build solar plant? And it basically comes down to how much energy you're going to be able to generate, how much you're going to be able to sell over time. And so they call that the, the levelized cost of energy, right? Across right. the entire uh, lifetime of that, that facility, how much energy is it going to generate and how much can you sell it for? That's, that's basic numbers for the, for your business. And researchers found the levelized cost of energy, um, for winded PV come in, it's, all, it's all in Australian dollars, but us, uh, 46 to $36 per megawatt hour in 2020. But, um, even the lower limit for black coal was about $50. So it's already right well it's, below. It's and already if, below if, it, if you get a yeah. good deal on your, yeah, if you get a good deal. Um, but there's a lot of fun, a lot of other fun things going on in here is that, that this, these are, these are basic like current solar facilities that don't really take in the whole bifacial... Uh, there's a lot of a lot of news and um, oh, the action with 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 yeah the advancements that we've had recently, uh, like the single access trackers that allow you to to produce more throughout the day. I mean, there's so many more things you can do to actually make that plant more efficient. If you were starting to build it today, rather than even just a couple of years ago.
1: Wow! And they even talk here about a wind and solar could even trounce coal on price when six hours of pumped hydro storage were added in for renewable firming. The analysis found that's interesting, right? I mean, they said, they, of course. I was Australia doesn't need that necessarily. Sure. But uh Yeah, hydro, no, I mean wow. the,
0: the, it's it's will pump hydro I mean, there's so many ways that people have proposed to store Energy. I mean, I, I thought the, the, the crane one was absolutely fantastic, right? You just build a pyramid of large cement blocks oh, and right. then, then, then <laughs> let, let, let gravity pull I them just, back down. You know what it uh, reminded <laughs> me of?
1: Creating like a, uh, what is the name of that game? Jenga. It looked like a big, yes. like, like a thousand story or whatever the scale was, you know, Jenga tower with concrete blocks. And then you just think, oh, pull it out. It'll work out fine. Boom, oh. the whole thing. <laughs> it was. Yeah,
0: the, 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 art, the artist conception was really poorly conceived where it was just this <laughs> tiny little tower. I mean, I, I would very much do it, a pyramid. It looked or really something. unsafe. much more stable structure but it did look unsafe it it communicated the point though it also looked awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) imagine having having those out there and they take up that would take up a lot less space than like pump hydro or something Because pump hydro you actually need to have a essentially a valley somewhere that you can flood and Uh there's a lot of conversation that we 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 can't use that we don't want to use that land value is too high i mean you have to have a lot of land value that is that is of, of little value for everything for anything else in order and, to make and,
1: pumped hydro work you're saying
0: yeah and yeah and a lot and a lot of people will complain about that so i don't i don't know if pumped hydro ever has a real future for large scale there's or certainly been, yeah. not in hawaii
1: well really there's been discussions about that you know a couple of those projects i remember the HINA project out on the uh, the, the east side of maui was a pumped hydro concept for the entire uh, grid. but it ha- you know maybe it won't you're saying it probably won't take shape right because it lands too valuable i hear you okay the lands
0: too valuable and, and actually, there are sites up there, uh, historical sites that you can't. Right, right. You, can, you cannot flood that. Touchy, touchy, for sure.
1: OK, so let's take a look at uh, you want to go to GTM?
0: Right away. So Green Tech Media is also um, talking about a subsidy free solar moves north in Europe. Now, subsidy free solar is a conversation I've been following pretty um. In in, in great detail because um, this is what's going to happen once the government gets out of the way right now We have uh, at least in the u.s. We have a significant amount of subsidy You get a tax credit for your uh, solar installation as do large-scale installers So if they're going to roll out a big 60 megawatt plant for for example um, They're gonna get a credit from the government and they can leverage that through their their taxes on every other aspect of their business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but subsidy-free basically removes that 30% of, of your initial costs in the, in the US um, from their bottom line. And they need to make it up somewhere else. And this is, again, where the, where these innovations in solar energy have really started to take off. And they've, they've found that um, even subsidy-free solar can be done cost effectively um, by leveraging a couple of the new technologies that, again, the the bifacials, single access trackers, uh, the type of stuff is all available for use right now. And if you're going to build a new plant. You're going to want to leverage this. The same thing with batteries. Batteries have been coming down, coming down, coming down. Um, They're they're actually finding that oversizing. We remember we talked about that three to one metric. Ages ago. Mm -hmm. So you you would store basically three hours of like full capacity boom and boom and sunshine solar. Um, That's how you would size your battery. And recently we've started to see a lot of projects that they're actually adding more. And the reason why is because of that, um, the time being able to time shift that energy, they want to be able to use the maximum capacity of that generating facility. What is it like that their certification, the plaque (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. thing that says, that says it's, it's so many, so many megawatts. Um, they want to be able to use that at different times of day. So they have to be able to shift the energy The the battery systems are the, the at least space wise, um, the best way to
1: the best way to do that today and the costs keep coming down on the batteries right so they're really talking about value engineering bringing in every tool they have in the toolbox to be able to create the most energy and then use it over the most amount of time, uh, right? And, yeah. But the point is, but the point is, they're making
0: they're making up that thirty percent gap <laughs> in right. the initial cost simply by leveraging a couple new technologies. And can you imagine, like in another two years, what are the what are the innovations we're going to be talking about?
1: No, I can't imagine. Actually, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's a fool's errand, right? To jump in and try to figure that one out. If we we wouldn't have thought sure. we'd be
0: here two years ago. I think
1: uh, I, I wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so continuing on, we also have, uh, this is still international news, uh, Engie, which is a French uh, power investor, um, backs Tico for distributed virtual power plants. And for the distributed virtual power plant, for those that don't know, uh, mm-hmm. is basically uh, the concept that everybody can have their own home battery, their own system, but the utility can treat it as one unit, right? They need more power. They need stability. They need something they can actually tap into the group as a whole. Now, I'm not talking about the utility coming in and shutting off your air conditioning specifically, but they would ask the entire grid to curtail a certain amount of money and then the, in- the amount of energy. And then the systems would um, intelligently kind of p- peter off just things that they really don't need and realistically is if it works as as intended you would never truly see it from the user side Uh, but these are we're talking about tens of thousands of installs which is unbelievable Um, whoa but being able to but yeah but being able to use that across the um, Across the entirety of Europe, and now that's the, what this article is all about: is that they're now eyeing the U.S. Now, I'd, I would love to see this. That we have a couple like pilot projects in the United States. There's the one in, in Florida, and, and mm-hmm. I think Maryland, something um, there that do have these little distributed power plant, but it, it's really only like a couple hundred homes, right? Uh, but the you can treat that a couple hundred homes and all the solar panels that came on those homes as one generating
1: facility. And of course, they all have batteries.
0: So it's so it's 24 hours, which is kind
1: of convenient. Absolutely. I mean, we've been talking about this VPP concept for the last few years, you know, and they do mention Sonnen's uh, name in here as well. Right. T- Tap by. So, oh, of course,
0: Sonnen. Sonnen was well, Sonnen's the, the, the big darling of the, the VPP energy industry now just because of the recent acquisition by Shell mm-hmm. uh, Renewable Energy or Shell New Energy. Um, so that's why everybody talks about Sonin, but they're not the only ones doing it uh tico is another one um and there's there's i think 10 more (laughs) at least 10 more uh, companies who have vpp kind of concepts and solutions some are just a protocol and some are a product like sonan that you can actually buy today
1: right and Sonin was the first one to do that we had heard that from uh, blake riquetta when we interviewed him over at sbi 2018 he was talking about that first town that pastoral environment out in – I won't try to pronounce the name of the town in Germany, I think. Right? <laughs> Germany. It's in Germany. And uh, that was when they did the first VPP uh, uh, like, like model, right? So now they're talking about it on a, on a nationwide scale, which is just remarkable. It's actually getting ready to happen. So it, that's, that's just rad. So so cool. Yep. All right. So let's get a little closer
0: to home. We'll start talking about Puerto Rico. Now, as everybody knows, Puerto Rico took a huge hit. year. uh or more than a year ago uh, now. It's been a while, yeah. But, um, yeah, they're they're still rebuilding their power grid, but they're finally getting around to... Remember, we had that conversation where they they Mm -hmm. couldn't build new technology because of the way the federal... Uh, grant money for disaster relief is written, they have to build back what existed previously. Right. So even even though it didn't make sense for them to do that, they, the only way they could get federal money to rebuild it all was to, to, to build back the old style. Um,
1: old style being so central finance, generation. The, the old style central generation
0: and yeah. large, large power line runs across... Right terrain that doesn't necessarily right. <laughs> agree with having large power lines run across it. Um, so the Environmental Defense Fund finally plans on building uh, low carbon microgrids in Puerto Rico. Uh, there have been delays of every kind, uh, but PREPA is finally being able to roll out these these little microgrids. And that's kind of the same uh, conversation what we were just talking about. These microgrids, uh, like... DERs can be treated as a single generating facility, but if they get cut off from the central grid, they will continue to operate on their own, which I would think is a a necessity, just a necessity for any uh, distributed energy resource plan. Right. I mean, you you want them to you want to be able to draw an arbitrary line, cut off part of the grid and have them operate independently from each other without messing everything up i mean you'd obviously not be able to transmit power across that line right but and share and share power which is part of the der concept is that we're all able to share it's that shared economy kind of conversation but at least you'd be able to um continue operating
1: okay so we got some greater resilience here do you feel like this is a a step in a good direction jay
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the fact that they're able to roll them out at all, like I said, if, if, I was very worried that Puerto Rico would never be able to get the chance to do this mm. because of the way the, the laws were written. But um, like I said, environmental defense is not the same group. And so they're helping um, prep a kind of, push this concept in the right
1: direction. Nice, nice. Okay, wow, very cool. Well, glad to see Puerto Rico is getting the supported needs. I know a lot of the people in our industry have been down there doing kind of amazing uh, microgrids and nanogrids and you know all the different uh, major kind of uh, players out there, Pica, Blue Ion, Simplify, Tabuchi. Everyone came down. It's really an interesting time in the industry to see all of the uh, kind of big actors come in there and say, we're going to be a part of what's happening here. We're going to support. Tesla, of course, was there. SolarEdge, LG was there. Everyone was just... Kind of getting their hand in the in, in the mix and saying let's let's show show it how it can be done and there were some great success stories out there. We got to uh, we, at one point we were trying to go out there and do some interviews. Remember, <laughs> we got to get out there. Yeah. absolutely. All right. All
2: right.
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a bit and uh, coming off of KCRG in Iowa, there is a new TV ad that was rolling. Ah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's not clear if this is still rolling. But Cedar Rapids um, TV is reporting that they had this this solar advertisement, um, which is very, very inflammatory. It was basically going out <laughs> and saying, all these solar people are making you pay more for your electricity, and they're not paying their fair share. And Anti-solar <laughs> like, propaganda? Uh, anti-solar propaganda. Oh, yeah. um, but the, issue, the, the biggest issue is that they're not sure. I mean, nobody is sure who actually paid for it. They're not um. sure... Um, whether the, they're very sure that they're not actually registered as, as a, as a pack or, or any kind of lobbying organization. Um, it was It was simply this, this random ad that popped up and I don't know how it got on TV at all without um, kind of getting vetted. <laughs> <laughs> this is the iOS
1: Solar Fix. Dot, uh, is that what
0: that is? What, so, what is the uh, yeah. what is the gist of the app? So, so, basically- so, the, so, the issue right now is that they have a bill, uh, Senate File Five Eight Three, would let the utility charge an additional fee for two people who have solar, and that's mm-hmm. that's what they're pushing for. Mm-hmm. Is that they want to be able to charge money to people with solar on their roof to account for the fact that that they're connected to the power lines, but they only pay a connection charge. Right. Um, there's a there's a lot of we've talked a lot. Of, we actually talked to um, the folks over at Migo about this, yeah. is that, that, that the utility model needs to change and they, their their whole reason for being has always been central generation and one way push of power. And so their pricing models for everything like the connection charge really, really don't reflect uh, what it takes to keep the grid up and stable. Yeah, Uh, my personal my personal opinion is that it's eventually going to become the connection charge is going to be a much greater part of part of the bill. Um, But it's taking it's going to take everybody in the in the world is going to balk at that because their bill is going to change and we don't like
1: change. (laughs) Yeah, I think <laughs> but, I think there's a there's just a feeling when you first get solar, you see yourself. Wow, I'm, I'm independent, and I've and I'm doing the right sure. thing. And there's a bit of a uh, you know, you're excited, you're enthusiastic, and then you, 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 you sometimes you may or may not fully uh, comprehend you know how that solar is working for you. It's working for you in a in a couple of different ways depending on the type of system you have. But if it's just PV and battery, it just if it's just PV and an inverter, you know, just creating energy, and it's a net metered system, then you you are relying quite heavily on the grid for power for firm power. Throughout the evenings and for power throughout the day and that is that that is a very inexpensive luxury the way net metering is set up right so there's yeah. a there's there's a there's, a, there's a reasonable discussion in there for sure and then once well once
0: the, the, the fact that the fact that they're actually providing power back to the grid is part of the conversation like this and it's it's not that we're not paying for it but i'm giving you energy my i'm giving energy to my neighbors right
1: right and one could say that well the utility can scale down its production in that circumstance and uh, but as we know from our show in Molokai that the, the the utility has the issue of when those solar systems go out, can they rely upon it and how quickly can they bring back uh, the power levels that they need, right? That's kind of the basic right. concern. Uh, so, so when we
0: get a cloud when we get a cloudy day or so just, just one random cloud, it's it's a booming solar day, and then a cloud comes across. The utility sees that as a massive drop in or a massive draw um, on the other side because all of a sudden these solar systems are no longer providing your energy and you right. start pulling from the grid, but everybody does it all at once. That's actually kind of like worst case scenario for the utility it's tough um yeah so so that's that's what the what the issue is um we're go check out the ad if you can uh see the the i9
1: solar advertisement (laughs) (laughs) okay uh jay shall we you want to do one more you want to head over our commercial break
0: I, I need to talk about solar fabric because this were was in the news this, last yeah. time. Yeah, this was in the news last, year, last week, but we didn't get to it. So a new technology combines flexible solar panels with fabric to create a canopy. Uh, so you think about all those tents we put up all over the place for weddings or things, whatever mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and even some of the semi-permanent ones that you'll see in, in cities across across the nation. Um, they now have these little tent-based uh um, type things that actually have solar panels built in all across them. So there's there's a couple different concepts. Uh, you, I have this lovely picture on my desk. It's, it's basically a like a barbecue uh, <laughs> section at the park, but it has some shade over it. But that shade has solar, which gives you power for the units right there. Yeah, I mean, so you, this is not plug in a radio.
1: It's a no-brainer, right? I mean, it's like any time I look at a shade now, I think to myself, "Oh, that's just interrupting sun. That's just capturing. That's just re- like reflecting uh, or absorbing whichever uh, you know photons." And I, yeah. I, and I think about that power, right, and that energy pot- loss. <laughs> I actually consider that. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, <laughs> I walked. I walked by. I walked by one um, mall. At one point, and they had these gorgeous glass uh, covers over all the walkways, and I looked at it and gee, that's so wasteful because <laughs> all of like those wasteful. could be bifacial
1: panels. Imagine you get to a point where you look outside and every little bit of photon, you're like, oh, what wasteful! We didn't capture that one. Uh, so,
2: yep. Yep. but you know,
1: it, it's it's uh, I can see also there's some real utility in this too potentially. And in, in, imagine, for example, in an M plus scenario where you're you're out of a, you know useful azimuths, or you don't have access to good space on your roof, what if you had the ability to you know take a take something like this and create an awning on the side of your house on the southern section and then boom you get a new area you can capture additional additional energy whether it's for whatever program it's for but you know in the case of NEM Plus that's an example. This could be uh, some exciting stuff. What about those uh, the, what do you call those um, Those uh, deployable kind of uh, screens over your porch for example? Wouldn't that be fun with solar? Very cool. We'll have to look yeah, more absolutely. at this. I to, and, I,
0: and, I, and I'd love to have one vertically right out in front of the kitchen right?
1: Uh, oh, yeah right <laughs> very good exactly exactly. Okay let's jump over to our uh, commercial break when we come back we're going to hear from Vikram the CEO of Energy Sage. Very Excited to hear that. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. LG is a leader in the home electronics industry and manufactures some of the most popular PV panels as well as many other appliances we've come to know and appreciate over the years. The same LG brand offers the LG Chem RESU battery line for your home energy storage needs. Here in Hawaii, their primary model is the LG 10H RESU with 9.3 kilowatt hours of usable capacity. The LG 10H RESU can be used both to maximize consumption of solar energy at home and also functions as a source of backup power in the event that the grid goes down. LG Chem has increased production of their battery line for hawaii's renewable energy solar market contact your local solar provider to learn more about the lg chem 10h resu battery all right those were our wonderful sponsors and uh first time to hear the lg chem uh uh commercial jay not too bad huh not my first time. I heard you record it. So <laughs> <She dead. laughs> we got to really uh, express our thanks uh, to our sponsors for helping keep the solar coaster on air uh, for ninety-eight episodes, and uh, yeah, really excited to be helping uh, LG get the message out. They uh, they did uh, you know increase their production lines, and there are batteries. Uh, we are there, flush with batteries, so they're everywhere. Now you can you, get the, you can get them. you can
0: get them now. No waiting nine months for some a, other manufacturer mm-hmm. to actually get you a battery it's
1: a big deal once you decide to go solar and you're waiting on a battery you're going oh what's going on i really want to get up and running and they they kind of jump to it for us and then they're, they're, they're pr- pr- supporting the market so thank you guys all right so um we are here and we're here with the ceo of energy sage this is a really great organization his name is vikram aloha vikram can you hear us
2: i can uh aloha
1: welcome to the solar coaster vikram vikram can i just ask you how, how do you pronounce your last name because i, I want to make sure it gets done right here <laughs> It's uh, Agarwal. Agarwal, got it, got it. Well, Vikram Agarwal, thank you so much for joining us here at the Solar Coaster in Maui. We're really uh, excited to hear about your journey in the solar industry. Uh, you're from a company called Energy Sage. What's that all about? What a great name, by the way. Thank you. Do you? Um, so, what can you tell us, uh, uh, Vikram? How did you? Uh, what is Energy Sage to start with? Give us a sense of what the organization is, and then we want to hear all about the background and kind of how you got to where where you're at today.
2: Perfect. Uh, yeah. So thank you for the opportunity to speak with your listener, uh, talk to your listeners, and um, looking forward to introducing you to our wonderful company, Energy Sage. Uh, so think about Energy Sage as the Expedia or Kayak for solar energy systems. Okay. So just like Expedia and Kayak, uh, we are making it really easy for people to research and comparison shop for solar energy systems. So that, uh, at a very high level, is Energy Sage. Happy to, of course, go into a lot more detail and talk about how the platform works and how we help uh, both uh, folks who are interested in solar and companies who are uh, selling solar.
1: Okay, okay. So that's kind of like, the. that's great. The kayak or the Expedia of the solar industry. More and more of our industries are being kind of supported by these these great kind of new innovative uh, technology companies like yours. So, but how did you go about getting into this? And what's your background, uh, Vikram? Uh, are you a, a, a businessman? Are you an engineer? Or what, what is, how did you come to this place in, in life?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm, um, I'm a reformed finance person, I guess. So. Reformed finance. I a couple of oh, you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I uh, uh, spent about 15 years at a very large and prominent uh, financial services company doing a number of different things, including developing financial products like your 401k, retirement uh, products, uh, etc. But um, one of the things I was doing for that company was looking at investing in the solar industry. Uh, So back in 2008, uh, we came very close to uh, buying a solar company, and uh, I got a chance to reconnect with the solar industry, and uh, really fell in love with the technology. Uh, and uh, there were there were a couple of couple of aha moments um, that I would love to share with your with your listeners. One was uh, the fact that this is such a such a cool technology. I visited a home in Sacramento area that was powered by solar. Uh, Beautiful 3,000 plus uh, square foot home, uh, middle of summer, was nicely air conditioned and fully operational on solar. And that was uh, eye opening for me that how these uh, typically when you think about energy, you always think about large power plants, either white or black smoke spewing out of them and big, noisy, noisy power plants. And. Here you are with these uh, flat glass panels who are sitting on your roof uh, <laughs> making no noise there are there is no emissions and they're very quietly generating power um, over the uh, for several decades uh, that it's a, it's a it's a great technology so that was one and number two is being a financial person I very quickly realized that solar can be a great financial investment uh, just like people, are investing in stocks and bonds and uh, mutual funds. Uh, solar actually can help households improve their financial situation. Uh, mm. Solar is uh, solar. If if a household invests in solar, they generate an excellent return, which can be, um, if not uh, equal to, uh, it can be better than the financial returns that stock and bond market uh, delivers. Uh, it's a very consistent return, tax-free return. Uh, it's a really good quality return, so I thought that this, this is a really good financial product, and pretty much every household should think about investing in a solar energy system. You just so mentioned, those were that's couple that's, of the aha moments yeah. that uh, made me jump ship.
1: Yeah, very okay. So I get it. I get it. I mean, you're preaching to the choir, of course, right, Vikram? We we are <laughs> we're definitely a part <laughs> of that kind of uh, that amazement. We we have that inside of us as well. One of the things you mentioned, though, that we don't um, we don't I think very talk very much about. Uh, we do talk about the financial returns. That's part of the kind of compelling value proposition of solar, right? But one of the things you mentioned that I just I I, it's, I, I have discussed before, but hasn't come up actually in a while, was the tax-free component of the of this of the uh, the returns. Uh, that's interesting because I think that's not on anybody's radar. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. can can you just give me a little bit of an explanation of what you mean by that?
2: Sure, sure. So let's say if you invest in a solar energy system, what you're doing is you're essentially prepaying for the electricity that the system is going to produce. So the returns that you are getting year after year, let's say your solar energy system is generating uh, anywhere from 10 to 15% plus returns every year, they come in the form of savings. So you're not writing a check to your utility company, but rather saving that money. Uh, Because it's uh, the, the returns are in the form of savings, you don't have to pay taxes on it.
1: Yeah, so it's actually it's it's interesting. Kind of, uh, are there any other investments like that? I mean, or is that pretty unique to? I mean, there must be other investments. I guess energy efficiency products, things of that nature. But uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Any any uh, any investment that you make that translates into savings could be viewed as a tax free. Uh, the great thing about this is, I think, uh, not only this return is tax free, it's guaranteed. While you're living in your home, you are going to use electricity, and mm-hmm. you're not going to be paying for it. Mm-hmm. So Year after year, you're guaranteed that kind of saving versus uh, stocks and bonds, uh, which some years go up and some years go down and make you lose sleep. Uh, right. And, uh, not only that, it, you're fixing your electricity costs for the, for the next uh, however long you're going to stay in your house. So it, it's really, really good financial product.
1: Great way to put it. Great way to put it. So that's from the from the mind of a what did you say a reformed financial man? Is that what you said? <laughs> you, right. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Uh, Jay, don't let me hijack this here. So if you want to jump in anytime, please no, do. Um, but yeah. so so you, you have this uh, service. Tell us. Maybe we can get a little bit more in depth. So we get a sense sure. for kind of where you come from and then uh, what why you do what you do. Uh, can you give us a sense of what your company Energy Stage? First of all, I love the name. I think it's a great name. Uh, how you came up with the name would be interesting to hear, but like, what is it you guys do? How do you create value for your clientele, you know, and where are you based and you know, all that? You know.
2: Sure. Sure. So we are, um, I'll start with the easy one here. We are based out of Boston, Massachusetts. So um, uh, we are about, um, about the other side of the pond, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about how our, how our services work. So for folks... Whether you're a homeowner or you have a commercial property, if uh, you are interested in shopping for solar, you sign up on our platform. It literally takes a couple minutes. We ask you to tell us about where you're located, uh, how much you're spending on electricity, and we ask you if you have any kind of preferences uh, for uh, the type of financing you might be looking for. Are you interested in a battery storage systems? Or any other any other kind of uh, preferences that you may have. So it literally takes you a couple minutes. You don't have to provide your phone number, and we don't share your email address with anybody. Mm-hmm. So you can shop with uh, complete privacy. Mm-hmm. So based on the information that you provide us on our system, we share that information with a list with a list of pre-screened solar installation companies. And uh, generally, what will happen is these these companies will then. Uh, generate a custom quote for you, uh, and submit that quote through our platform. We provide them with a template, so everybody is giving the same same kind of information uh, to us. Uh, we standardize all these we standardize all these quotes, uh, so that uh, none of these companies can embellish um, uh, any of their claims and present it to you in a very easy to understand, easy to compare apples to apples format. So what we are doing is we basically highlight the three key components of the, of each quote. The quality of the equipment, so quality of the panels, inverters, battery, storage systems that are being offered to you. Uh, not all equipment is made the same. Uh, we like to say some of them are Honda, some of them are like a Mercedes. They're all very good panels and inverters, but uh, they have different performance characteristics. So we actually help you understand the different quality characteristics uh of of these products and that can be uh, difficult next,
1: right that can be challenging to interpret the different quality characteristics
2: exactly exactly and then some consumers may want to some folks may want to pay a little bit more for better quality product so our goal is to make sure that they uh understand the the value proposition uh, of what they what they're being offered and uh is that the right price uh next we highlight the uh financial that the, the, the cost and savings associated with different financing options. Uh, as you know, leasing or PPAs are a, are a popular option, uh, but what we're finding is that more and more consumers are now choosing to take out a loan, and there are right. various loan options. So we basically help you understand the cost and savings associated with different different financing options, uh, et cetera. And hey, last uh, but not the oh, least... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah. We're just, I just wanted to let you know, Vikram, and we can talk more about this afterwards. But we're getting pinged by a couple of our loyal listeners here, uh, some questions. And uh, so was was wondering how many of the solar systems, how many you've done? And that was a question. Like, how big is this? And then are there warranty? Where are the warranties coming in from? This is a big topic of conversation. So you can take those after you finish your description. Sure. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt
2: you there. No worries. No worries at all. Uh, and uh, yeah, so last but not the least, we help you understand the quality of the solar companies themselves. How long have they been in business? What kind of rating and reviews do they have? How many installations they have done? What kind of warranties they're offering? So essentially what, what we are doing is we are providing you with the right information so you can make an informed decisions. Um, all of this information is available to you online in an app-to-apples format. We also have energy advisors available, so you can always call us, ask questions. We can help you understand the different options. You can always talk to the uh, solar companies directly, uh, get your questions answered. Uh, as I mentioned, we don't, we don't provide your phone number to them nor your email address, so you control when and how you want to talk to these solar companies. So whenever you're ready, you have, died, you have looked at this information, understood it, and as you become ready, you can then start engaging actively either with us or with the solar companies, uh, get your questions answered. Uh, we are always there. We, uh, as a company, don't have a horse in the race. Uh, So we can be very very objective in helping you uh, evaluate the different options.
1: So I see so you might be looking at a few different uh, Providers and then the client says all right. Hey, you know I could use your help, and I want you to be a concierge of this Is that an extra fee or is that part of the process or how does that work?
2: No, that that is part of our process so we uh, uh, Just in a spirit of transparency we charge the solar companies a small fee Uh, essentially what we are doing is we are replacing the marketing and sales costs that they otherwise would have spent finding you as a consumer. Right. So instead of them uh, advertising on Google or knocking on your door or doing a different kinds of events, they basically leverage our platform. And because we are uh, a leading company in the space, we can, uh, and more and more more and more folks want to actually use our style of shopping because uh, this is how people are shopping for everything else, Uh, whether it's uh, hotels or airline tickets or electronics. There's a lot of benefits to that
0: aggregator kind of concept, yeah.
1: Yeah, so and we're getting pinged by more questions here. Uh, I think you just answered the last one. It was how does how does Vikram make dough? <laughs> and I think you just answered it. So that's good. You get the get uh, there's a there's that model you just described. Uh, are there um, with those loan products? Are they coming in through another one? Was typical interest rates today for the loan products and the and the that are being offered um, through your system? Is that coming in from the provider? Or is that coming in through you or both?
2: It's both. So uh, of course, I think solar a uh, number of solar installation companies have relationships directly with some some uh, loan providers so they are of course offering you those those loans uh, we are also now uh, working directly with several lenders uh, that are willing to provide loans directly uh, to homeowners and uh, and commercial uh, businesses or nonprofits so the idea is again we our goal is to really bring all your choices in one place and give you that transparent information so you can make make the right decision.
1: So I assume you're cutting down that cost of client acquisition, which is one of those bigger soft costs to the exactly, industry, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so we
2: typically, solar companies can spend anywhere from 15 to 30% of uh, their revenue on, on customer acquisition. Uh, yeah. Our fee tends to be a fraction of that. Right. Uh, so not only we are helping the consumers uh, buy solar for uh, much lower prices, we are actually helping solar companies reduce their marketing costs.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, yeah, fascinating area. And then, so how have you done, how long have you been in business? And then how many uh, overall solar systems have you built? I mean, is it like...
2: Yeah, so we are uh, about seven years old. Um, So uh, started, of course, in the Northeast. Uh, The first couple of years uh, were a little bit difficult because this is a new concept for for solar companies uh, to provide this level of uh, transparency. Uh, So it was a a little bit of a challenge to get, get started. So I would say the first couple of years were quite tough. Uh, but now we have become uh, the country's largest um, um, marketplace. Uh, so we, uh, I would say roughly 3 to 4 percent of all residential solar installations uh, are uh, going through our platform.
1: 3 to 4% of all solar installations. Jay, how many are going across the country? Do you know that number? Because that's not hitting my head right now. As I'm all trying to... all, all, all <laughs> I know is we installed 10
0: gigawatt last year. 10 gig- um, <laughs>
1: 100 gigs. <laughs> I, no, 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 10 in
0: the U.S. I just
1: wanted to test
0: your math skills. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Jay, do you have some questions, Jay? You want
0: uh, yeah, uh, I definitely want to go through this. You have, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I've been on the website for a while now, um, and I've known about it. Uh, there's some great facts and things in here, yeah. but you also provide a lot of video content, yeah. other things. Uh, that that was actually what my my computer just blew up because I clicked on the lease or loan option because we were talking about that just a yeah. second ago. Um, do you, all all of all of this stuff is provided free of charge.
2: Yep. Yeah, one of the things that I realized very early on when we, uh, as I mentioned, I. I've been in this industry since late 2000s. One thing I realized that folks really don't know much about solar. For most folks who are thinking about solar uh, and shopping for solar, they're doing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge information asymmetry between buyers and sellers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, most of the things that we buy every day, we know a lot about them, but uh, not the case for solar. So what we have done is, over the last several years over the last uh, i would say since about even 2010 we have been uh, writing a lot of content we everything That's that great. we learned about solar we have been writing um about it uh, on our website uh, we have a very enviable position we don't we are not selling one of our own products so we can uh, tell uh, tell our viewers tell our visitors what are their options? What are the pros and cons of those options? And under what circumstances, one option may be better than the other. So uh, people can, of course, read about solar. We have videos. We have uh, profiles of companies reading and reviews. We actually release a lot of data about what prices you should be paying in mm-hmm. your market. We have graphs. Mm-hmm. Just like True Car does, uh, we'll, we, for pretty much every market, we um, share what the what the price curves are uh, so you know uh, what should you be paying. So, try to try to make solar as accessible as possible
1: for folks. You know, one area, um, uh, Vikram, that is becoming you know, it, it, when you look at Hawaii, when you look at Maui, our environment we tend to have um, some very um, kind of cutting edge technology being deployed. We also have uh, some very, a little bit more exotic kind of utility, I would say programs, Uh, lots of different types of programs available these days. We even have one called NEM Plus, which is an expansion of existing NEM uh, by putting in a self-supply system alongside of it. So uh, how are are you, are you here in Hawaii? And and, and what do you think about all that new new technology and new programs uh, that may end up coming into a lot more markets in the future? I mean, have you got your eye on that?
2: yeah so we are uh, we are uh, we are starting to build our network in Hawaii. So we are hoping to uh, launch our services very soon uh, in, in in Hawaii. Uh, we are not there yet, but if uh, folks are interested, uh, please go to our website and uh, give us your name and email address. and as soon as we launch, we uh, will of course let you know. Uh, but this, but the challenge that you are describing is exactly why we exist. We help folks really understand what their options are. We, at times, will work with your utility, mm. uh, which we do uh, in a number of other states, to really help explain these, uh, these programs, guide, uh, handhold uh, people through um, uh, and help them understand what the different programs are, different technologies are, uh, and help, help uh, folks make the right decisions.
1: I'm going to make a plug for uh, Hawaii Energy Conference. Jay, uh, is it next weekend? I think it is. Right, so the twenty seventh, twenty sixth, twenty twenty seventh, twenty eighth. You might want to send one of your correspondents out to have uh, a very difficult uh, time out here in Maui for the week. Maybe that's going to be Vikram himself. But <laughs> uh, but you can. It, it's really the place to be to learn about the energy industry, uh, not only in Hawaii, but you know how it's evolving, smart grid all of the different tech, all of the different players, uh, really just kind of a a, a center of the heartbeat of the whole thing. And that's happening right here in Maui. Uh, The chair uh, of the Hawaii Energy Conference, former Renewable Energy Commissioner, Doug McLeod, spoke with him a couple times. He said, uh, what did he say last time? He said, where else can you meet the head of the California Public Utilities Commission and uh, I don't know, some other really (laughs) important guy in the same day. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, consider that, uh, Victor. Maybe that's something for you or your
2: staff. Definitely, uh, we'll, we'll check it out.
1: Okay, okay, great. Jay, do you have any other questions here?
0: Um, I don't think I'd I'd certainly encourage him to uh, tell everybody about the website, where they can actually go, because we talked about it a lot, but (laughs) I don't think we've ever said the address.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, www.energysage.com. It's S-A-G-E dot com.
1: Okay. And then not available yet here in Hawaii, but soon uh, possibly uh, will be uh, available. And there, uh, until then, there's a lot of great information uh, online. Like Jay had mentioned, uh, there's a tremendous amount of content, which is super helpful. So I, I myself yeah, was one, reading one about of, some of the Yeah, batteries. one of the main
0: tabs there is, is, is Research Solar. And I would encourage absolutely anybody and everybody to go there. Uh, click the Research Solar um, option there and just... Do it. Do it when you have a couple hours to actually do some reading and or watch watch more more videos than you. Uh, I, I was I was impressed with the amount of
1: content. I think, Me too. Really. Me too. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, Vikram, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. It's been a great show, and uh, we're really excited to chart your progress moving forward. And thank you for you know creating so much value in this industry uh, that we all care about so much. You know, and helping homeowners as well as installers kind of stay you know successful in the business.
2: Thank you, and I really appreciate this opportunity to uh, to speak with you and your listeners. All right,
1: all right. Take care. Aloha, uh, Vikram. we we'll hope to talk to you again soon. Take care. All right. There you go. That's excellent. a that's excellent. A nice so Ener-
0: energysage.com, folks, go and check that out. I mean, even if even if they can't um, sell you a system, or they don't sell you a system, but they can connect you with a seller right now. Um, there's so much information on that website, and it's all it's applicable, primer applicable because it's all just it's just about
1: the technology. But you got to learn what you want to buy before you can buy something it's a good primer it's a good primer i was as as i was looking through it and i was thinking wow they're doing a really nice job here in helping i love that language that vikram used uh the asymmetry of information between seller and buyer that's a really great right. way to put it. It's a very succinct way to put it. You know, there's this big yeah, uh, energy curve. Oh, geez, a learning curve. <laughs> I tried to say learning curve, and I said energy curve. <laughs> learning curve uh, to get all up, curves there, are all curves. Curve. In your what world? else is there? There's only energy curves. Uh, a curve <laughs> to be able to get up and uh, be able to have that conversation with the with the company or with the to understand the products, and that can be you know there's a bit of research and you know uh, so this can be a great primer for you. You can get in there, dig in, you know, learn a little bit about. It. They have articles on PowerWall, of course. And they have articles on uh, L. G10H, uh, one of our sponsors. I was reading it actually <laughs> just before. So great stuff. So yeah, really wonderful uh, to see the the value that's being created there. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Shall we go to our future focus? Good
0: enough. Do we actually get to do future focus I think today? We do. Which one? Um, so let's talk about solar and water.
1: <laughs> because
0: solar, because water is something that's very important to our lives. Uh, we have a big issue, <clears throat> water. Uh, Clean water is is always a problem. Uh, One of the biggest challenges facing humankind is is one of the sentences here. But uh, engineers at the University of Texas in Austin have created a hydrogel that basically uses uses the moisture in the air, collects the moisture in the air, but then uses the sun to... Disgorge this this water it's collected. Um, so you basically just leave you just leave it there, and it will absorb humidity through temperature fluctuations. And then when ex- exposed to the sun, all the water just comes out of it. And so you can literally just leave it there in a, in a thing, and the, the bucket will underneath will collect water.
1: What? How cool is that? This is pretty cool. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Can we do something with? A solar panel with this? Can we like put it on top of our solar panels and then collect water with them as well?
0: That's actually actually part of the conversation. There's, there's, they're wondering wondering where it, it, this is. Like I said, this is the future-focused segment. We're not sure where, where exactly these technologies are going to right. end up. Um, but it but it's it's really really an interesting thing because you could literally put a a water-based. Uh, panel up on your roof, just like your regular solar um, panels, the PV panels versus your solar hot water, which actually circulates water. And you could have a third collection mechanism, which would just sit up there, harvest moisture off uh, out of the air, and it would collect water, clean drinking water, potable water potable for water. you. So yes. this,
1: is, this is something that could potentially do a similar type of service as that hydromass panel. Right. That's something that's out there now. Zero mass. Zero mass. The zero mass. Yeah,
0: yep. we've we've talked about that a couple of times. Uh, i I've, I've never actually been able to see one in real life, so I don't know how well that works, but similar. With similar in the, fact say, that in the fact that it collects water, not similar in, in, in the way it works.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's a different method of collecting it. The um, it says with uh, with an estimated fifty thousand cubic kilometers of water contained in the atmosphere. That's the first time I saw that number. <laughs> this this new system could tap into those reserves and potentially lead to small, inexpensive, and portable filtration systems. So it, wait, 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 am, it, wait, wait. Am I am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? Is this the ever fillable? water bottle is this is this the water bottle that just never goes never gets dry
0: sure but you'd have to leave it in the sun <laughs> right
1: <laughs> that's the, the guys in the mall are going to be selling water bottles what's it called limitless water bottle right <laughs> so
0: yeah just... yeah like it would absolutely be cool but pro- anyway the prototypes have, have showed that you you can get daily uh water production of up to 50 liters per, per kilogram of gel and that's that's a lot of water coming out of a single kilogram of gel
1: but that gel, is, is it's meant to be uh, used again and again, right? It's not like it's meant to be used
0: once. No, 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 no. It, ab- it absolutely it sits there and will – like I said, when, it, when it's not exposed to sunlight, it collects – it kind of soaks up moisture from the atmosphere. And in a human environment like Hawaii, I think it would actually just really be, be cranking. But then the sunlight specifically is what triggers it to release the water.
1: There are some great words in here. I just gotta say some of these. The team developed a way to combine materials and possess both hy- hygroscopic, water-absorbing qualities, and thermally responsive hy- hydrophilicity. <laughs> Where is these these yeah. words are unreal, man. Okay, very cool stuff. I mean, <laughs> that is New definitely that is definitely a future focus uh, segment, if ever I've heard one here on the Solar Coaster. Uh, hey, it's been a great show, Jay. Uh, thanks so much Absolutely. to Vikram Agarwal of uh, CEO of Energy Sage. Uh, dot com. Hopefully, he'll take our advice and get, get on a uh, plane again, over here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, he'll, he'll, he'll come over here, but I would, like I said, again, uh, energysage.com Guys, go out there and check it out if you're at all interested in getting solar. That is the by far the biggest wealth of unadulterated information <laughs> that yeah, good I've job. ever found. Good job, Energy Sage.
1: Okay, hey, folks, this is The Solar Grocer. We're sponsored by Sundrum Solar, Pantech Design, and LG Chem. Thank you for a great show, and have a wonderful uh, Aloha Friday ahead.